Hey Freedomist, are you ready to write your damn book? If so, let's get on with it. Welcome to the Suitcase Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Sisson from New Zealand, and I'm here to show you how to create freedom in business and adventure in life. Whether you simply want a profitable business you can run from your own home and take the rest of the time off enjoying doing what you love, or if you want to travel the world and be a digital nomad, this podcast is for you. So let's go for it. So writing and self-publishing a book can feel big and overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. There are over a million books on Amazon that people have written and published. Regular people, just like you and me, are actually behind those books. You don't have to be a great writer. You don't have to be a super master expert on a subject. And you don't have to have a fully fleshed out idea to get started. The key is to have a system to break down the process and actionable steps wherever it is that you're starting out from. Chandler Bolt has a self-publishing process dialed in. He's a five-time best-selling author and helps others plan and write books. And in today's episode with Chandler, we talk about everything from limiting beliefs to his three-step writing process. We chat about success and failure, accountability and doing more of what works. Specifically, you're going to learn his journey from a C-level English student and college dropout to a best-selling author. What drove him to create self-publishing school? The two forms of accountability which played a huge part in his success. His three-step writing process. It's killer. The two rules inside self-publishing school. And a great tip that will get you twice the mileage out of one writing session. And finally, we cover off on social media and how to use it effectively to help you write and launch a book. So I think you're going to love this podcast. Let's dive in. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Suitcase Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about creating freedom in business and adventure in life. And right now, this is a very pertinent topic to me as I'm writing my next damn book. I'm super excited to have Chandler Bolt on the show because he is the master of writing and publishing books like on fire and self-publishing as well so welcome to the show Chandler. Natalie I'm so excited for this thank you for having me. It's really cool actually I've been really interested to share your story because I've seen your journey Um, we met geez a couple years ago in San Diego and I've just watched you be on fire since then you've got huge motivation huge energy and you've kind of built this niche for yourself as the self-publishing expert and you've also written a ton of books yourself do you want to tell people how many books you've written? Yeah, so uh, number six is just coming out right now. It's called Published, The Proven Path from Blank Page to Published Author. Uh, This is number six. Uh, This is like, I know everyone, you know, asking an author what their favorite book they've written is, is like saying, hey, which one of your kids is your favorite? (laughs) But I really do think, and I know everybody probably says, it's like, oh, my most recent book is my best book. This is like the one that I'm going to be pointing to for a while. Yeah. Uh, books and I think it's three years is a little much so I'm going to pump the brakes for a little while and just keep pointing to this one this one I was stunned that you'd written six I, it was actually when I was reading your bio I was like he's written six now so it makes me feel pretty messy that I've written one I mean I've written a lot of other content but I was like oh I've got some some writing to do so first off I just love to know a little bit about your background like how did you even get to the point of writing six books do you want to share with people a little bit about this journey a hundred percent so um, I was born. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> South far, Carolina. I'm from the South. Uh, I'm from a very blue collar family. My parents met at a factory. 
and then they just kind of put their foot down and created a better life for me and my brother. Now I'm a college dropout. I'm also a C-level English student, uh, someone who hated writing and who was very, very, very bad at it. I'm talking hmm. like it was my least favorite subject. I hated doing it and I was not very good at it. So while my friends would churn out a three-page paper in an hour or two, turn it in, get an A, I would be up in, in the library all night uh, taking Adderall to try and focus enough to actually finish my paper. Wow. And then I would turn it in and I'd get a C or a D or some kind of bad grade. So I was the most unlikely candidate to actually write a book. And if you would have told me three years ago that I have six books, I'd say, well, not only does that not sound fun, but that doesn't sound possible. <laughs> but, so that's kind of my background. But as they say, the best student or sorry, the best player is oftentimes the worst coach. And the worst player is oftentimes the best coach. I know what it's like to struggle. So I feel like I do a really good job of teaching it in a simple way mm -hmm. uh, and, and say, hey, no matter where you're at, no matter where you're coming from, if you just follow like this really simple process, uh, you can you can be successful. So that's kind of my background. And, and then here we are six books later. And you've obviously launched and produced self-publishing schools. So I'd love to touch on that because how did that even come about? Was it because of the struggles you had? And then you heard so many people making excuses about, oh, I can't write my book. I can't. And in addition to writing it, which is just one part, as we all know, 90% of it, I think, is the marketing and publishing. So was that what drove you to create it? Like, I'm sick of all these people with excuses. More people need to be writing books that matter. I'm going to show them how to self-publish. Somewhat. <laughs> but to be honest, I just kind of tripped and fell into it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like, you know, some people... Was that people, painful? Are you like, Ugh, yeah, no, I was, <laughs> You know, I got all the old self-publishing <laughs> to the face. I had a black eye for a while. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, some people are super smart and they have like this master plan of how they're going to take over the world. That was not me. I just said, hey, I want to write a book. And then the book was successful and it brought in close to $7,000 in the first month and continued to bring in thousands of dollars a month. After that, I dropped out of school. The book was paying the bills uh, when I dropped out of school. And what, uh, was, what was the name of this book? This was The Productive Person. So very first book that I published. Uh, and then I did a book for charity. Um, where that was like a buy one book, save one life kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So if you buy a book, it, it, it covers a life-saving malaria pill for someone in a third world country. Ooh, I love uh, that. So that, was the, that was the principle behind that. And I just did it. And I didn't have this master plan of like, oh, I'm going to do this so I can teach it uh, kind of thing. You know, I just said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try this out. And then what ended up happening was I was focusing on a business that was failing at the time. And people kept asking about the whole book publishing thing. They're like, Chandler, how have you done this? How are you so successful? Because at this point, I'd done two books of my own. I'd published them in the span of six months. And then I also helped a friend write and publish his in that same exact time period. So it was three books in like six or seven months. So people kept asking about it. And it's one of those things like somebody can only smack you on the butt so many times before <laughs> you turn around and look. And that's what happened. I, people kept reaching out and I'd get on the phone with them for an hour just because I'm a nice guy and just say, Hey, like, here's everything you need to do. And then I did, she's like, Hey, there you go. Good luck. Have fun and get off. You know, I'm not charging for this. I'm just like, just telling them everything I know. And I sound like a broken record having the same conversation over and over again. And finally I said, you know what? Uh, I should try to sell this. So I pre-sold the first iteration of self-publishing school. We got 44 students, uh, $86,000, and that was the validation. So we, I had no content when we sold it and then we dripped it out. Uh, and so we did that. Um, then we launched again and then basically we officially launched as self-publishing school in February of last year. 
Uh, and so went from zero to 1.32 million last year. We'll do about 2.25 this year. And so it's just kind of thousands of people uh, go through the program and uh, just tons of people. So uh, it's, it's been, I fun. love that. Cause I remember when I met you, I think you were at that point of like just selling it in. I, I was in launch mode. You were in launch mode. It was a really crazy time. And I remember you'd also written on a piece of paper, something around like the million dollar mark. And I was like, oh, I just love that attitude. And you know, I think you're really good. Probably yeah. the first book about productivity of writing out goals for yourself. And I also love that you share them on Facebook. So you will literally go, Hey, here's what yeah. I wrote at the start of the year. And Oh, look, I missed those. Like I really like that you like missed those completely, but awesome had all these. And I just think it's really good to hold yourself accountable publicly and to share and just for people to see like, Oh, wow. You know, Chandler had that big goal. He didn't hit that, but he got that one and he smashed yeah. that. Really good. How much it's has that played a part in? Sorry, I didn't say, but how much has that played a part in running your books? But you can also speak to that. Oh, hundred uh, percent. I was just going to say it's funny because it's the first day of the month, and you just reminded me that I have to post my picture of my goals for last <laughs> month. Um, so I'm going to do that as soon as we get off this interview. Uh, nice. But that has played a huge part of it in in my success, and then also I think in the success of our students. Uh, it's I'm a huge fan of accountability. I think. For most people, nothing, nothing happens until you're accountable. I mean, you know, um, that's why you're doing this challenge with your book, um, yeah. because it's accountability. And so there's two forms of accountability. There's private accountability, and there's public accountability. And I like to do both. So I'll hit it from both angles. So that's why we have the, you know, we have what we call our accountability buddy program, uh, mm -hmm. which is, you know, just our funny word for an accountability partner. There's that, which is a weekly call checking in. What did you, you know, you had three, you have three goals each week. And then you say, okay, it's in an Excel sheet. And so you either get a, a, a green or a red. Either you achieved your goal or you didn't. Um, there's no like five-hour explanation on like, oh, but you don't understand. Like the dog, I came home and the dog was throwing up. And then that was my writing time. And then, you know, the next thing you know, the kids are there and I'm having to cook dinner. And so, no, I didn't hit goal number three. It's like, no, is it red or is it? Is it <laughs> like when I post my goals for the month, like, you know, the, these are the goals. It's like, is there a strike through it or is there not? Because yeah. if there's not, you didn't hit it, you know, and yeah. that's, kind of, that's a little bit harsh probably, but that's just no, kind of, that's what happens. Yeah. And, and so there's the private accountability and there's public accountability. And that's the most important one is the public accountability, because I think too many people, they're used to breaking commitments to themselves mm. which is a, it's a That's horrible a point. horribly vicious cycle when you break a, a commitment to yourself you tell yourself that i'm not important enough to keep a commitment to myself and you're also telling yourself that other people are more important than me and that the only way that i'll keep a commitment is if i tell other people or if other people are relying on me which is how so many people live their life that being said, though, I think it's important to have first a public accountability to be able to build up self-accountability. Uh, because once you get used to saying, oh, just because I told myself I would do it and I didn't tell anyone else, uh, I will achieve this because I, I made a commitment to myself. You know, mm -hmm. that's the most important <laughs> commitment that you can make. And so I actually think that the public facing that helps you build up those internal commitments. And also, I mean, let's face it it just kind of lights the fire under your butt where if you say, I'm going to write a book, it's going to happen in 90 days. Here's the deadline for my rough draft. And you proclaim that it'll happen. And I'll give one final example. I know I'm getting a little bit long on this, but no. it was so uh, sorry with student painters, which was an internship that I had in college. They teach you how to run a, a business by running an, a painting business, a house painting business. So you paint houses. Mm -hmm. uh, and my goal from the very beginning was to be number one in the company, number one in the country, 
uh, and to hit six figures. Uh, and so what I did is I told everyone at training that, and then I actually, the CEO was there. I mean, this is a, like a national company. The CEO was at our training and I walked up to him and I said, I want to let you know, I'm going to be number one in the company. I'm going to be number one in the country and I'm going to hit six figures. And then I told all my friends, they thought I was an idiot. They're like, who, A, who cares? B, no, you're not. <laughs> like, and I'm telling my family and they also think I'm crazy. But I told, I literally told so many people that I said, if I fail, this is going to be the most embarrassing thing ever. So guess what happened? The going got tough really, really, I mean, it got really, really tough. Uh, in the middle of there, but at that point, I was like, I've told so many people, I can't stop. <laughs> like, this is going to be a colossal failure. So I, I'm, <laughs> I think that's so important to have that yeah. public accountability is because you just set yourself up for success. Well, I totally agree because when I wrote The Suitcase Entrepreneur and I did it on Kickstarter in 2013, when I, you know, when you're putting it out there, hey, I think this book is worth writing, but to you. So that's pretty scary. And then when people start backing it, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it gets fully funded. And you say, this was, it got fully funded on my birthday, 3rd of April. And then I said, I'll deliver this to you at the end of July, like literally. And I had only written a chapter at that point. So it was massive accountability because mm. I am so true to my word. Like if it had just been to me, I could have pushed boundaries out, push the deadline. Right, right. And this, I was like, no, I, I said it and I'm not backing down on my word and I'm going to keep communicating with them. I'm going to tell them. And I wrote that book in like three months or less. It was crazy. And it was mainly because of that public accountability and not wanting to be ashamed or not wanting to like not hit that and have to go, I'm sorry. And I think yeah. these days, if you look at, for example, crowdfunding platforms, there are too many people who are promising the earth and not delivering. And that's really sad actually, because I think those platforms are the key to saying, this is when we're going to deliver. Um, and that's what we're going to hit. And you should move heaven and high earth to make that happen. So I totally agree. And I think when it comes to writing a book, 95% of people, is it, like want to write a book and never will. And part of that is just because they will never start. They'll never put like pen to paper or fingers to the keyboard. And second is because they don't have any impetus or motivation to get it out by some time. Whereas other people I've met who's like, I really want to write a book before I turn 50. They have a timeline. And so they're going to get it done. It, it makes a huge difference. Accountability is key. 100%. So let's get into, without giving away your whole book, because this is obviously what you've written on it, do you mind maybe touching on the, the kind of the principles of the book or how you've helped so many people self-publish? So break it down and we can dig into a few and we can obviously get people to look at the book because it's got it, everything in it. Um, but yeah, what, what do you, how did you come up with the sort of self-publishing process? Yeah, so I learned from some really smart people and then I failed a lot. <laughs> a lot. Uh, and love your honesty. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's all there is to it. Uh, but for me, so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in learning when I want to learn how to do something, I learn from someone who's done what I want to do. Uh, and oftentimes that means paying them. So for me, that's also the reason that I dropped out of school because I was tired of learning how to run a business from professors who had never ran a business. Mm -hmm. That didn't really make too much sense to me. So when I decided to write a book, I said, well, okay, uh, my track record is, is pretty long in the fact that I <laughs> a lot of C's and a lot of red marks on my paper, like mm -hmm. my papers. I think my English teachers just had like had a fun time and maybe even a competition with who could write the most on my papers. <laughs> uh, I was just a sea of red every time I would get it back. And so, <laughs> When I decided to write my book, I went to one of my mentors and I said, hey, Adam, you've written a book. Tell me, how do you do it? And I had the same conversation over and over with a bunch of different mentors. And 
one of the guys, he just outlined this process, which I've kind of tweaked and, uh, and, uh, gave my own spin to it. And that's what I teach now, which is a three-step writing process. So I'm going to go and lay this out here. This might take just a little bit, but I think this will be really helpful for people. So step one is to pull out a blank sheet of paper, preferably a piece of printer paper. Okay. Now it needs to not have any lines and you're going to put your idea in the center of the paper. This is the thing that you might write about. Like maybe you would write a book about this, right? So don't, don't pump the brakes just yet. Uh, just write that idea in there. And the important thing here is most people, they'll think, oh, I have an idea that I can maybe write five pages about, but definitely not a whole book. Don't worry. Don't let that stop you. Now, if you're at the point where you're really thinking like, hey, I don't even know what I would write about, I'll give you some prompts. So what are the things that you talk about all the time? What are your hobbies, the things that you really enjoy? You find yourself studying this. Your friends come to you for advice on this. If you run a business, what are the things that you are constantly having these types of conversations with your clients? Uh, if, uh, you know, what can you just, you, you won't shut up about it. Uh, you know, the, any, any number of those things, okay? Now, once you've got that idea, you're going to put that in the center of the piece of paper. Then what you're going to do is you're going to do a brain dump, okay? So this means everything you can think of on this topic, you're going to branch out. And it's going to start to look like a little tree graph. You know, like in, uh, in math class, elementary school, like your little tree graphs here. Uh, and so you're going to go out and out and out. And what's going to happen is you're going to list everything you can think of on this topic. So every story that you can remember, every experience that you have, every lesson that you've learned, takeaway, thing that you would teach, uh, books that you've read, anything. And then that'll spark thoughts. That'll spark thoughts and you're going to keep going. Chances are you're going to run out of paper pretty quickly and you're going to have to expand. Um, I've seen so many pictures of this uh, with our students. They've got huge cardboard cutouts. <laughs> They've got sticky notes all over their wall. I mean, this really gets out of hand pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And so what you'll realize, this is step one, the mind map process. What you'll realize in this process is that you have way more knowledge and experience and stories up here than you think you do. Uh, and I'm pointing to my head and your noggin, right? Uh, and so... What's going to happen is you're, you're going to get that out there and then you'll start to look at that piece of paper and you'll start to find some common themes of ideas. And then those themes, you, I want you to start grouping them. And that's going to form four to seven sections. Some of the stuff you'll say, oh, well, this is stupid. I'm not going to write about this. And you'll just cut that out, right? But you're going to get four to seven sections. And then actually, then you're going to plug in within those sections. What are the many topics? So maybe there's two, three, four topics for each section. Mm -hmm. That's going to form your chapters. And then now you've organized those sections in order. You organize the chapters and then you, you have a chapter by chapter roadmap. This is going to form your outline. And that's step number two is creating the outline from your mind map. Then okay. step number three is to write the dang thing. Now you may say, well, Chandler, how do you do that? I'm glad you asked. Uh, you, don't have to, you don't have to stare at the at the blank that that blank page, uh, mm -hmm. like or the you don't have to open up the Word doc and just look at it and, <laughs> and start typing. Trust me. Just a little break here to say that this podcast is sponsored by HostGator. HostGator are awesome if you want reliable hosting for your blog and website. And what's more, if you want that right now at fifty percent off, you just have to head across to HostGator dot com forward slash suitcase basically they're your one-stop shop for all things related to web hosting thanks for the 24 7 365 days of your live support which you can get via chat phone and email they will answer any questions that you might have about hosting your website or blog and they've basically partnered with me to help me help you to get started so 
head to hostgator.com forward slash suitcase for 50% off any new hosting package. You can't get better than that. Now, back to the rest of this interview. So what you're going to do is you're going to repeat that process that I just taught you. You're going to repeat that on each chapter. Now I'll break it down. So say chapter number one, what's the topic? Write that in the middle of a piece of paper. You're going to take 10 minutes to mind map everything you know about that chapter. Then you're going to take 10 minutes turning that mind map into a point-by-point outline. Mm. Then, this is where it gets fun. This is kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. So you get to the last part of this, and there's two ways you can go. The first way is you can just write it. So you, you follow point-by-point, point and you write for 40 minutes. Now, if you're, if you're following the math here, 10 minutes mind mapping, 10 minutes outlining, then 40 minutes writing the chapter. So that's about an hour per chapter. My first book, I wrote it in a week. We started at about two hours a chapter, so you can certainly stretch it out. It'll feel uncomfortable when you're going point by point with your outline, but you'll hone it in and you'll get better at it. Now, the second thing, second uh, little choose your own adventure here as you can go, is if you're like me and you speak better than you write, uh, then you can actually just speak it. Now, there's a big difference. Some people say, oh, you should speak your book. And they just say, oh, yeah, just get your phone out, press record, and start talking. Well, what happens is you'll end up 30 minutes later, and you don't know where you're at or how you got there, right? Mm -hmm. And you're just rambling, and you say, well, that's a, that was a waste. And you try to turn that into a book, and it's the crappiest book you've ever seen, right? <laughs> it's important that you do those first two steps. And you do the mind map and outline and then speak it, but go point by point through your outline. Because now you have some structure and you obviously will get that transcribed and, and pull that in. And then you can work with it. You can edit it. You can hire an editor, but it'll be more coherent and it'll have more of a flow to it. And it's very easy to do that mm -hmm. uh, in the span of an afternoon or a weekend. And you can get that, that done much, much faster. I love it. Ah, so easy. And I'm going to apply that for my book, The Freedom Plan. So I'm going to do that because mine is actually pretty mapped out. I've already got the chapters and the structure, but I love that when you're coming to that chapter, you do that mm -hmm. mind dump once again, because as you say, I'm more, once I start writing, I'm like, Ooh, and I need this and I need this. Whereas if you have it all there in front of you, point by point, you can cover off on it and then you can rearrange it, I guess, and you can edit it and you can cut stuff and you can tighten it, but that all comes later. And would you say that's probably one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of first time writers make, or even maybe multiple, multiple time writers is that they, they try to edit as they're going. Do you recommend <laughs> to just to, you know, take that outline that you've talked about, but then just let it flow and edit later? Yes. Oh gosh. Yes. Uh, so we only have two rules inside self-publishing school. Mm -hmm. The first one is that you can only write one book at one time. You can't write multiple books at the same time. It's just dumb. It, yep. it, I mean, it's possible, but it's just stupid. Uh, and then rule number two uh, is that you can't edit while you write. Cause this is the biggest thing that people, it. it trips people up. Cause for, for, for me and my, my way of thinking on this is the only thing I want you thinking about is finishing that rough draft. If you're thinking about editing, no. If you're trying to come up with a title, no. no. If you're trying to show me your cover and you haven't finished your rough draft, don't talk to me. Go finish your, go finish your rough draft because what happens is writing is uncomfortable. And so you know, the joke is that, you know, when a writer's on a deadline, uh, because that's when they pop up on Facebook and social media the most, because it's uncomfortable, right? So I've seen that people, when they get in that process, 
they're like, oh, anything but right. I should probably think about my title or I should think about how am I going to market. So they start asking all these dumb questions just so they can actually not write because that's painful for them. So you, gotta, you, you can't edit while you write. You have to focus on the rough draft as the finish line. And I'll circle back to uh, one final or one thing that I wanted to just throw in there that I almost forgot. Uh, this is another way that you can use that method that I was just telling you about that I think you'll really like this, Natalie, is so you got the, the whole speaking thing, mm-hmm. um, which, which I was just telling you about. Now, this is a little caveat, and I've, I've had some good success with this, is you speak it and then you actually transcribe it yourself. Now, mm-hmm. you might be thinking like, oh, well, why would you do that when you could just pay someone or get it automatically done? I feel like you'll jive with this because I'm the same way is you, so you you're pausing and you're actually typing it out. And what will happen is uh, you'll pause and you'll be like, Oh, this sparked another thought. And so then you'll go off for a paragraph and then you'll come back to the recording and then you'll go off and you actually get like twice the mileage out of one session. And I've, I think the first time I did this, I did 1500 words in an hour, which is insane. I mean, I'm not like a crazy fast typer. I'm definitely not a very fast writer. Uh, and so that was just mind blowing for me. And so it's kind of like a little hybrid approach where you speak it and then you type it yourself. And I found that uh, it, it actually, for me, it tricks my, I'm a momentum kind of guy. So it tricks my brain into thinking that I'm really killing it. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm flying right now. Like, you know, I'm on the keyboard. I love that. And how long was your audio, for example? So you've maybe spoken into your audio device for 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. And then, it was like yeah. 10 12 minutes. You can speak so quickly and get so many thoughts out. But I love that idea because often as that thoughts coming to you, then as you say, you can write it out. So you can pause, elaborate on it and then go on to the next point. I love that. I'm going to totally try that out. Thank you for the great tip. Ah, that's like worth a million dollars. But I did want to come back to one point. Just send me the check in the mail. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll just, yeah. (laughs) My friend, a million dollars for my next book and book. Um, one thing that you mentioned there is how people start to procrastinate and so they do anything but right and they go off to social media. But I, I feel like not at that point, but there is a point when social media comes in really handy for canvassing your ideas, for saying, this is what I'm writing about right now. These are the points. What else do you feel is missing from that? How, how do you use social media in that front? Cause I found it a very useful tool for the suitcase entrepreneur. I posted like my cover options on there. I got people feeding back. I posted about the chapter outlines, got feedback. And as I was developing a thought, I'd often go, I'm stuck on this point or this is where I've got to. What do you, what else do you feel or talk to me? And I felt it really did help develop themes in the book. How do you use it or have you used it much at all? Oh, hundred percent. You know, it's funny. I actually talk about this in, in this book, uh, in the marketing section. Oh, wow. I just, I just, uh, I just uh, opened up right to the pages. For one of my books, those are three potential covers. Mm-hmm. So this is something that, like you said, I have people vote on the covers. Uh, I have, so my biggest pet peeve, and this is what so many people do when they write a book is they go in their writer's cave and then they come out two weeks before the book's out and they're like, Hey guys, I wrote a book. You should buy it. You should leave a review. Can you share this? Can you, and and they just start beating you over the head with their book. And you're like, dude, I don't want you to beat me over your head, over the head with your book. I'm not interested. Why would I care? Uh, unless you have some kind of personal relationship, but the, on the flip side, I, I call it like the kind of like the red carpet, red carpet treatment. It's kind of like when you're launching a movie in, 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 you know, or when they launch a movie, they do like the red carpet premiere, which is the behind the scenes stuff, right? Which everyone wants to see the behind the scenes on how the movie's made. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes with your book. So from the day you decide to write a book, 
I think you should use social media to start posting about it. So I did this with my very first book and it was part of the reason why it was so successful when I had zero audience. I was 19 years old. I had no email list, no credibility, no anything, right? And it's just because I engaged people and I would take like a goofy picture of like me eating ice cream while working on my book or like, you know, <laughs> just stupid stuff. Uh, and, and, it, and it feels, you know, you've probably seen this with my most recent book. Like I did a video of me unboxing the book and it was the first time yeah. I saw it. And I'm like, this is so cool. And I'm doing this. And then, uh, you know, I'm talking about like, oh, I'm doing all these podcast interviews for the book. And I'm just like, I, I'm selling without selling. On yeah. most of these posts, I don't even have a link to buy my book, which people would say, oh, well, that's stupid. Why would you do that? But it's because I'm just building this, this buzz, right? Uh, mm-hmm. and, and what happens is people feel like they're a part of your launch. So when you launch your book, they feel like it's their book that's being launched. So because people have voted on my title, they've voted on my cover, uh, they've helped me get on podcast interviews, they've you know seen this whole progression over the when they're they're getting excited right for the book to be launched as opposed to hey it's coming out leave a review buy the book share it with your friends <laughs> like, yeah hundred percent. No, I love it. It's so awesome. And I did that as well. Yeah, same thing. And people would come up to me after going, oh, I felt like I helped you write your book. And I was like, man, yeah. if you wanted to write it, you could have just written it. But no, I agree. Like they felt <laughs> like they were part of the journey. Because when I was in Berlin, I was like, this is my little writing desk today. Well, here I am at the cafe, yeah. just got through chapter three. And it does, it really helps. People are like, that's so cool. We can see the journey. We can see the hard work. We can see the days when you're like, uh, I can't write today. I'm just taking a day off, which is totally fine, by the way, uh, yeah. so long as you get back onto it. So I love that. That's exciting. So your book comes out, if you're watching this at the time, December 6th, and it's self-published. Yes. You're doing it all. You're putting it onto Amazon. You're getting distribution. What else have you done to like make this what you hope is a real big self-publishing success? Have you organized distribution with any retail bookstores or have you just decided let's just go you know digital and have print on demand through amazon and kdp and create space yeah it's totally grassroots um one big thing that i've done which is something i teach and it's also in the book is the whole launch team concept so building a launch team uh we had applications for this we picked the top 100 or so people Mm -hmm. uh got them on the launch team they're reading the book ahead of time leaving a review on launch day they've helped me get on podcasts um, they found errors in the book. They, you know, they'll be spreading the word. Like it's, it's really like grassroots movement and that's really helped. I always tell people, if you do nothing else, do a launch team. And if you literally don't follow any of my other advice, just do a launch team and that'll, that'll be really, really helpful. Uh, and then I love that idea. Actually, I kind of had a mini one, but how, how far in advance do you suggest people get their launch team? Is it like from the day you start writing the book? Four to six, four to six weeks ahead of time. Um, okay. So I, because I want, I want to, I want the launch team to start three or so weeks before the book launches. I manage it via a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I give an assignment each week in the face. So it's like, there's four assignments basically. It's like, okay, this week we're reading the book this week. We're reaching out to podcasters, bloggers, etc. cetera. Okay. Uh, and so then I'll, I'll give them a script and a Google doc that they can use and that they can like, rip off of. Um, I'm sorry if you, if you got hit with like a bunch of those. I don't know if you did or not. I didn't get any. I actually just wanted to come to you because of write the damn book. So I was like, oh, I'll be the perfect person to interview. Yeah. Well, good. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you didn't get harassed. Um, <laughs> or maybe, I, I don't know. I no, I didn't at all. Harassed, but whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, so then, then uh, you know, the next week I'll give a different assignment. And then obviously the, the week of the launch is like, hey, leave a review on the book. And so basically, and here's a couple other things too, is um, I 
make sure upfront in the application that I'm clear about what they get uh, and what they're, what's expected of them. So for them, they're getting to see the behind the scenes of a, of a book launch. They're getting a free digital copy. You know, for me, I, I like to put people's name in the book for helping out as part of the launch team stuff. People really like that. Um, that works pretty well. Uh, and so here, one little tip though, is that on the application, I say, who are three influencers, bloggers, podcasters, et cetera, that you know that you can reach out to about this book. Mm-hmm. And now we have this massive catalog, whether they get accepted to the launch team or not, we have a huge catalog of people that, that either went, once they join the launch team, they've already done the thinking and they can reach out to those three people, or I can just reach out to them and say, Hey, so-and-so said I should reach out to you. That's and now so we, we can just do this grassroots movement to get going for the book. So that's one thing, the launch team real quickly, I'll touch on something else. And this is uh, the whole Simon Sinek start with why I think this is so important. It's the whole, if you don't know where you're going, then you'll get there. Meaning you'll get nowhere because you don't know where you're going. It's kind of like uh, having a compass, but no map. You can look at the compass all day long, but you, if you don't know, a, have a map with an end destination, it's not going to be any use. And so I'm a big fan of starting with your why and why are you publishing this book? Now there's two whys. There's what do you want the reader to get out of it? And then there's what do you want to get out of it? AKA why are you doing this book? Mm-hmm. Now I trust that you figured this out. I'm asking this one, why are you doing the book? Mm-hmm. Uh, and what is the end? What does success look like for you? Because if you don't define that, then you're just going to, I always talk about the shotgun versus the rifle approach. People try the shotgun approach. They spray everything and try every marketing tactic on the planet. And then they end up burnout and unsuccessful. Whereas the rifle approach is more of the 80, 20, you're focusing on just the things that move the needle mm-hmm. uh, and you're really honing in on it. So if you get clear on where you're going, which for me, I'll just share for published, uh, it's an authority piece. And then it's for leads for self-publishing school and not only leads. So one way I'm doing that is via free plus shipping book funnel mm-hmm. um, that will bring leads for the business, but also I'm doing that as an SEO play for long-term leads. So that means uh, podcasts were a huge part of my marketing strategy because obviously there's the promo element and it, and it gives, it, it gives big, uh, a lot of publicity during launch week and all that stuff. But from an SEO perspective, all those backlinks help. So Mm -hmm. I know that that's, and that's how I'm going to do it. Now, if if I had a different purpose, which was maybe um, to maximize the revenue from the book, it would be, you know, I would market it totally differently, but because I had the, I was clear on that end goal. I've said no to a lot of stuff uh, that I could be doing to market this book. I'm just not because I Mm -hmm. know what success looks what your like. Game is. If you I don't love that. know that, then you're just going to say yes to everything. I so love that, Jana. Thanks for pointing that out because, you know, I had big visions for my suitcase entrepreneur, but looking back, it could have been way more focused. Um, and I did do so many things right, but I did burn out at the end of writing that book because I, I had so many different things going on and let people take me this way and this way and the tour and everything. Mm-hmm. So I love that. It really laser focused. One question for you. I've, I've seen a lot of people using the free book plus shipping and handling. So, you know, Russell Brunson, this guy just came out recently with the millionaire success something. And I really like that. Have you gone to a print bookstore and actually printed that offer? Have you used print on demand calculated that cost in and got a whole bunch of physical books that you're sending out? Or is there a distribution firm that you recommend? So if this is in the book, we'll point to it as well. But um, just for interest on that front, how are you doing that? Totally. So what I'm doing here is 
Uh, we do print on demand with Create Space. Yeah, I love uh, it. And then I also have a fulfillment center that for, uh, ships and fulfills the copies of the book. So yeah. that's how we do the actual shipping. Um, and you can do that manually through via Create Space also if you want to. Uh, and I don't mean to keep doing this. I also talk about this in the book. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a part where I, so I, I cover four launch strategies. One of them is a free plus shipping uh, model. Uh, and I talk about there. But what I did, and I'm glad you mentioned this, Natalie, is I deconstructed all of the top book funnels that I could find. So I went through Russell Brunson's. I went through Tony Robbins. I went through Perry Marshall, Ryan Levesque. Uh, Yonic Silver. And I looked, I'm like, what upsells do they have? How much are they charging for shipping? What's on their main page? What are the price points? How many upsells do they have? Where do they lead after that? What if I go in there and put in my address and stuff and then don't put in my credit card number? Like what emails are they following up with if I abandon cart on the book? Because there's a two-step order form, right? Like all of those things. And I, I use that to kind of craft what I think is the perfect uh, book funnel, but who knows? I mean, uh, we're still testing. So I'm so excited to read this book. So excited. Like it's perfect timing for me. So thank you. And this, this applies obviously more for self-publishing because there's obviously limits. If you go with a traditional publisher, they should be doing more of that for you. But I feel we as personal brands and authors these days have the right to do whatever we need to do to push that even further. So I can't wait. It sounds like so many awesome things. And I know you well, so I know that you're like a little hound dog. You would have been in there investigating and doing all that. I'm certainly loving ClickFunnels, by the way, for that, because they have a complete book template sales page with the yeah. shipping and handling. So I'm going to be totally using that. All the work's kind of That's done. What we, That's what we use. Yeah, perfect. Awesome. So where can people find out more about you and your book and learn more about you? And thank cool, you. Yep. So uh, I'm, I'm over at self-publishingschool.com. We've got tons of free content over there. Uh, the book's on Amazon, obviously, uh, but then also we have some free copies like I was just explaining. Um, it's self-publishingschool.com forward slash published. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been super fun, Charlie. You've just given tons as you always do. So I'm really excited about the success of your book and I'm going to be there buying my own book and sharing it for you. Love it, Natalie. Thank you. Thanks, man. So I really hope you enjoyed that interview. I think Chandler has such a ton of energy and gave so many value bombs. So can you please, please come across to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash 295 and leave a comment. Leave a comment on whether you're starting to write a book, a book that you've been wanting to get out for so long, something that's in your head. I want you to just leave a comment for Chandler and I to answer. And on top of that, if you love this episode, please rate and review it on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, search for Suitcase Entrepreneur. Really easy to rate and review. You can also do it from within your own phone if you're listening to this on the podcast app. So please, whatever way, I'd really appreciate it. And of course, shout out to Chandler at the places that he mentioned. And finally, if you want to write your damn book in three months or less, then go to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash write, as in W-R-I-T-E. Right now, starting on 7th of December, but if you're listening to this a little after that, you can still jump on. I am essentially taking you behind the scenes to help me write and publish my Freedom Plan book. And at the same time, I'm challenging you to write a book in three months or less. It's a really awesome, unique experiment. It's my next Freedom Lab. You may remember me talking about a Freedom Lab several months back, but this is one called Write the Damn Book. And I'm going to give you unlimited access to how I'm writing my book. I'm going to be showing you cool tools to use. I'm going to be taking you behind the process of how to do this for yourself. I'm going to be interviewing six 
best-selling authors, both self-published and New York Times bestsellers for their top tips. And we're going to be doing weekly writing sessions together. That's it. You heard me right. Live Pomodoro sessions, two lots of 25-minute sessions, two times a week. If you want to turn up and actually, we're just going to write our damn books together. So if this has been something that you've been wanting to do forever and ever, go to suitcaseentrepreneur.com forward slash write, W-R-I-T-E, right now. That's it. Let's go. Let's go.